0: What's up, everybody? It's Brooke Saborn, a.k.a. Your Girl Middle Child Lives, and this week on Storytime Behind the Channel, I interviewed Joshua Fortner. Joshua has two channels. He talks on his first channel, All Things Leather Making. He makes custom orders, and he has an Etsy store, and he makes all the leather goods himself. His other channel, which is his more active channel, is All Things Self-Preparation, Self-Reliance... If you're curious about, like, prepper stuff, preparedness, definitely listen in. And, of course, don't forget to listen in at the end for me and my co-host, Logan Riley, for the breakdown. Okay, anyway, without further ado, here's Joshua. <laughs> guys. Now I am joined by the modern frontiersman, AKA Joshua Fortner. What's up, Joshua? Thanks for joining us today.
1: Morning. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and having me on here.
0: Oh yeah. And I'm excited about the content of your videos because it's very like, I mean, it takes you back. So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about you and what you make?
1: I went in the Marine Corps in 2005 when I first got out of high school. Uh, I was infantry, I went to the Battle of Ramadi uh, in Iraq in 2006, got injured after that deployment, come home, and uh, I, I did pretty much almost four years. But when I came home, I didn't I didn't really like the way, uh, I, liked, I didn't like the way I saw society going, really dependent, kind of lazy, Uh, uh, undisciplined, and I ended up deciding I wanted to try to start moving towards living off grid uh, because I I could see, you know, from the way I saw things in Iraq and the way of seeing things from around the world, uh, that things could go bad. And so I thought the best way to be prepared for things to go bad, uh, considering the way our society has become in my eyes, was to be as self-reliant as possible so um i started looking into ways i could make money off grid not having a regular job so i started doing leather work so i had my i started my leather work channel just kind of displaying my um the uh the leather products that i was making as well as the process of making them and also a little bit of like self-reliance content of me doing other stuff well when the uh when the COVID stuff come around, uh, you know, I mean, this is a big jump into the future from 2009 when I got out, but when all that stuff come around, uh, saw people kind of getting, you know, canceled for things, you know, and shut down for saying, you know, what they thought and all that. So I decided to create another channel because I was doing way more preparedness content at that point. When that stuff started, I saw exactly what was going to happen. I could, envision in the way I saw it is exactly how it went. Everything did, you know, with the way I thought it was going to. So it's like, I'm going to start another channel because if I say something in regards to preparedness or politics or what's going on in the world, I don't want that to negatively affect the, my business, Fortner's Frontier Leather, that's making me money. So I started Modern Frontiersman where I had nothing to lose. You know, so I started Modern Frontiersman. I'd like the first video I did um, I did a video for Sean Ryan for Vigilance Elite because I was a member of his Patreon. If anybody doesn't know, he's a Navy SEAL. He's got a huge channel. So I did, I got a flannel shirt from his website. Uh, I did a review on it um, and I sent it to him. It got a whole lot of views and that was like the first video I did on there. But then I got my rifle and I was just thinking one day, the way my rifle set up uh, based on my experiences in Iraq, I was like, I'm going to do a little video sharing, you know how I set my rifle up I did that video and it just like it took off and they got like 30 something thousand views like super fast and I was like whoa what what just happened I didn't I didn't think this uh this channel was going to be a big deal and it just started growing by the hundreds every day and I'm at like 5,000 now but uh it kind of stopped growing because I um I kind of backed off of it for a little while because I was busy with work but now I do it full time so I'm trying to put my all my effort into creating more self-reliance content you know tactical training everything that i think is important for people to know uh to be a self-reliant and be able to defend themselves and uh you know and improve themselves and be the best strongest physically and mentally spiritually version of themselves they can be for themselves and their families
0: nice and um i actually interviewed this guy named JJ Richards and he does, he's a bodybuilder and he does competitions, he's a coach and he created his channel in into like a hub of information instead of like a lot of creators still just put like here's my next video like this is the thing but with uh, channels like yours and like JJ's you can always go back and like if you have a certain question you can like search like past videos and stuff and figure it out, especially if you're making like how to's and stuff. So that's really cool.
1: Nice. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I try to do that a lot when somebody, when somebody asks a question in the comment section, I'll usually just respond with a link to another video that I've done or like the four other channels that I'm affiliated with us, us buddies. We kind of got a little group that we've started and uh, we can kind of redirect each other or redirect people to each other for certain specialties, you know?
0: Okay. Not bad. All right, before we get into any other stuff, I have a trivia game for you, so you want to get into that. And then I got the questions all about your leather making and um, your preparedness and all of that.
1: Yeah, trivia, you're you're trying to make me look stupid on here, aren't you?
0: (laughs) Okay, I have to give a disclaimer because everybody... I know that you don't really think that, but I feel like everybody probably low key does because I never think they're hard questions, but boy, do people get things wrong. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> My first question is, I try to start simple. What are the uh, three elements of fire?
1: Oh, goodness. You know, it's one of those things. If you ask me, I couldn't, I could tell you so fuel, right? oxygen yep fuel oxygen and heat
0: yes yeah. wow nice okay my next question is before leather what was the original bandolier made out of
1: oh goodness that's a good question <laughs> um, i don't know i would assume like canvas or, or something like that
0: it was a linen belt
2: Yeah.
1: and
0: then the tubes to hold things were uh wooden and then it was fastened using string so very simple
1: huh didn't know that
0: <laughs> um and actually i was wondering if you would mind explaining what a bandolier actually is because i saw the awesome one that you made as a custom order on your channel just in case some people don't know
1: yeah the bandolier is just a, a- Sort it depends on how it's made, but a belt or it go around your shoulders or on your waist or whatever and it's got loops to hold the cartridges for your weapon.
0: Yep, pretty standard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, next question is when fully dressed for the day, how many leather items does a person wear on average?
1: Uh probably one.
0: Nope. The answer is four which I felt like was kind of weird so I double checked and it has been studied multiple times and the answer is four. That's the average amount of leather pieces someone is wearing.
1: Huh, I would assume people just have a leather belt and you know, that's it.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess, but uh, shoes have a lot of leather. I don't know what else. My bag is made out of leather. It makes sense. I yeah. double checked because I was like, that's too many. <laughs>
1: i guess as a leather worker i just say that because most leather stuff that people use is fake leather
0: (laughs) oh true i do not go near it i'm a i'm a real leather person so (laughs) (laughs) okay next question i've got two more what is the estimated percentage of prepared u.s citizens
1: probably say probably low less than less than five percent
0: it's a lot higher than that actually there's a uh, history about why it's higher but it's a lot higher
1: really are you gonna tell me what it oh you're not gonna tell me I have to guess again
0: oh, i thought you were gonna make another <laughs> guess I'm so uh, let, let, let's i'll say give you the answer
1: 20 percent <laughs>
0: <laughs> the answer is 29 wow. percent
1: i don't believe that
0: I know I know. doesn't it seem high
1: Um,
0: in the breakdown at the end of the episode I will definitely give more info on that so listen in if you want to hear if that's actually true and what the history is because it's interesting I read about it so my last question is with food and water being the number one prepared item what comes in at number two shelter the answer is toilet paper.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: so true. I know. That's because everybody's still going through their supplies from 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you meant the number one item that people had, or the number two item that people
0: had. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you'd say, like, what's yeah. most important. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, 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 like this is like what the people have the most of. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's paper number yeah. two. Okay, so that is everything that I have for our trivia game. And so now let's get into the interview. So I'm here to talk to you about your two channels that you did dive into a little bit and tell us about. Um, so one thing's covering like all things preparedness and then the other one Uh, talks about your leather working business so I first want to talk about Fortner's Frontier Leather I was wondering how did your leather making business lead you to creating a YouTube channel about it
1: I guess I'm trying to think back to that time but um I had always, I think I had always really kind of wanted a YouTube channel because I spend, I watch YouTube more than, I don't watch TV or anything else. Everything I watch is on YouTube. So I always kind of wanted to, you know, have my own channel of some sort because I do a lot of different things, uh, that I'd like to share with people. Uh, and when I started doing the leather work, I learned a lot. I taught myself uh, and mostly all the stuff I couldn't figure out, I found on YouTube, uh, Uh, from channels like stock and barrel and 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 other bigger leatherworking channels like that but uh yeah i started it at first to uh you know just just to kind of show the stuff off and kind of uh you know tell people how to do how to do certain things that i the answers that i couldn't find on youtube so i wanted to you know Present that content for other people that were looking for the same things, but then I realized that I was getting sales from YouTube. You know, like it was leading people to my website. So I was like, I'm gonna start nice. trying to do, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna start trying to do, you know, a little more, you know, some highlights on the products and and use it sort of as an uh, an advertisement tool.
0: Free marketing, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So. You told us before about how you were looking for a way to make money from home and you settled on leatherworking. And so I was wondering if that is something that you've always been into, or if that was just like your big idea and you ran with it and you learned from there, what's the history behind that?
1: Uh, about why I wanted to do it full time from home.
0: Did you start leatherworking because of that? Or was that something that you were already doing?
1: no 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 i didn't i didn't know anything about leather work um so what it the way it had happened was uh i was so i was i was tanning i i I started learning how to tan deer hides for people and i had a few deer hides and and i was brain tanning them by hand you know old old old-fashioned way and uh so i then i had these deer hides because I was hunting and, and trapping and doing all these things. I was like, I was looking at this deer hide. I was like, okay, well, what do I do with it now? It's tanned. But you know, what, I, what do I make something out of it? Do I just use it as a blanket? What? So, uh, uh, I, it's just kind of a thought in the back of my head had been hanging out in my shed where I tanned it and kind of stinking the place up until it dried. But, <laughs> but, uh, I was with my wife one day in Hobby Lobby. She was looking for something for a, a school project for, for college. Uh, She's doing interior design. So she was walking around Hobby Lobby looking around, and I happened to walk by the leathercraft section and I was like, huh. I was like, so uh, uh, I grabbed a few tools. I got kind of the wrong stuff, but I come back home and, and I was excited for these tools, but I had no idea what to do with them. So I started looking up on YouTube and, and then I realized like, Oh, like handcrafted leather is a big thing. I didn't even really know that. So then I realized I had all the wrong tools for, for deer hide and softer leather like that. So went back to Hobby Lobby and got some cowhide and uh, a holster was the first thing uh, I made, um, you know, other than for, um, uh, you know, sorry, my phone was acting crazy. Uh, So a holster was something I um, was the first thing I made, uh, and I didn't end up doing anything with the deer hide.
0: (laughs) Oh, do you still have it?
1: I don't. I don't know what happened to it. I think I sold it to somebody or or something.
0: Okay, so do you ever tan your own hides after that, or do you just buy the leather?
1: Yeah, uh, well, not I tan my own hides for my own use, not not to sell. Uh, not to make okay. things out of yeah because that might never the, be
0: worth the price <laughs> that you're asking no
1: that's the thing for the time you take to trap the animal to skin it and clean it and then the long long process of canning and then crafting the item it no it's not it's not worth it
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. i know because yeah you, there's no way that you can convey to your customer like what it's really worth at that point
1: <laughs> no yeah, i know like people used heavy. to like my i have an uncle that used to trap for a living uh back in like the 70s but it was still worth it to be a trapper uh now it's not i mean i think the last time i looked at like the the fur auction price like a coyote was like fifteen dollars you know like no i'm not going through all that work to sell a coyote hide for fifteen dollars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like days worth of yeah. work for fifteen dollars yeah
0: That's
1: it is like real. it's What's it's, it's insane to me <laughs>
0: How can it be so undervalued? There are that many coyote hides out there that are just being tossed around that it's just not worth that much or what?
1: <laughs> well, I think since, I, I believe since the end of the, you know, the, the fur trade boom in the early mid 1800s when all the mountain men kind of fizzled out, uh, I think the, pro, you know, f- because fur become less popular to wear, Uh, It just, I think ever since then, it just come down. You don't see people wearing fur or at least real fur anymore, you know.
0: I'm always peeping at the thrift stores to find a nice fur. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about your other channel next because I think like, like you said off camera, that is like your main channel, you still do work on your um, leather making channel, but it's mainly about the business at that point. So let's dive into your other channel. Um, So from what I can tell, you have two like main topics and that is like preparing for like disaster and everything that is um, like combined with that, like whatever it may be but then you also talk about being a minuteman and i was wondering what both like what each of those things mean for the
2: audience
1: yeah so yeah like i mean the preparedness stuff um you know obviously i try to i do a lot more encouraging than i do in instructing on that stuff uh but you know the, the point is that i think it's it's really important to be prepared because obviously if you can't see the the, the need to be prepared for, for, you know, uh, a lot of different things to happen. I mean, all you got to do is look back to 2020, look at the COVID stuff, look how people reacted. You know, any we like to think that we're, we're isolated, you know, from, from bad things because we have it so good in the U.S., but we're not. Uh, all good things come to an end. Bad things can and will happen and you know i try to encourage people on that end it's it's important to have you know your basics first like your food your water your shelter you know everything you can think of that you might possibly need if you couldn't go out into town or go go to your stores if they're shut down or whatever you know you you know to that you have a supply of those things built up uh and skills and knowledge to use things and to be able to do things if the services like let's say police and uh, the the hospitals and everything are not available anymore. So um that that's what the deal is with the preparedness side. The Minuteman side, um, it it goes along with the same, you know, with the same ideas. Uh uh it's it's about preparedness. It's you know, and I always tell people on my channel if if you know you, you're wanting to be like the minuteman of, of like colonial times and just be there to defend your, your, your communities and stuff. Great. That's what we're here for. If you're coming to my channel or going to go into the courses that I have coming up, which is this, this shirt I have on my instructor shirt, uh, my, my online Rifleman courses, if you're coming to do that, to, because you are like some kind of anti-government nut job and you want to go overthrow the government, then, you know, get off my channel because that's not what it's about. You know, it's about us being here armed and dangerous, uh, but controlled, you know, to be able to defend our families, our communities, and even our, our our state, our country, you know, if we have to, in case foreign invasion or, you know, threats foreign and domestic.
0: so armed dangerous sound-minded but not like in any way affiliated to the military or like the police force or anything just civilians that are ready to serve
1: yes absolutely and and a lot of people think you know fortunately the idea has gone away that you have to be a veteran or a former cop or something to do tactical training there's there's like the the bro vets out there who have uh who have uh, kind of pushed that in the past like oh you why are you training you're you you know pretending to be a a veteran like no i'm glad that mindset is starting to go away because every i think it's every um especially male citizens job and responsibility to be prepared to defend to defend their their communities and their families
0: and we respect our veterans but It is, you do not need to be affiliated with the military to get into that kind of stuff.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So do you want to tell us about what you were mentioning um, on your shirt, that you're an instructor for your courses? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of tactical courses out there on the, uh, that people can go to, uh, but once I started my channel and started looking around on YouTube at all the, the tactical uh, content out there, stuff based around the Minuteman man and, and, and all that kind of stuff, I felt like there was kind of a, it was, let me, let me see if I can put this into like, so, like, it's like people trying to go to special forces without even becoming a regular infantry rifleman, you know, like they're, and that's cool. They're, they're teaching skills, you know, but I feel like they're kind of, jumping over some steps so i wanted to to make i wanted to make a course and i'm just calling it the the defensive rifleman course i had to be i wanted to be real careful about how i titled it because i didn't want it to sound like something offensive or something you know uh extremist or anything because it's not uh so i had to i threw that word defensive in there on purpose you know Uh, uh but i wanted uh yeah yeah i wanted uh people to I wanted to create a course that's very similar to like the uh, school of infantry training in the marine corps so for people to learn the very basic infantry level skills uh zero in their rifle uh stuff as simple as how to go on a you know a long how to go about going on a long uh a long uh hike along i want to say a hump but that's I people won't know what that means that's so marine corps term but uh 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 you know just the very basic stuff um that that every rifleman learns at at the very beginning of of their training in the marine corps and a lot of that stuff it it carries over but you know from the branches like different like the army and stuff too but marine corps just has a a kind of a unique spin on some things so a lot of the course is coming straight out of the uh, uh the handbooks and the manuals from the school of infantry and uh and then with my own little twist on some things to make it more tailored less military and more towards the average citizen where they can apply it you know um, in a a non-military setting if the unfortunate event arises that they need that information Hmm. so and i also wanted to offer it yeah i also i also wanted to offer it online as well Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have said that they might disagree with that with it being online because and they have a point you can't really learn as well online this kind of stuff without an instructor there correcting your you know slight little incorrect movements or inefficient movements but uh i understand too that people can't you know people can't drive from say michigan down here to alabama to take my course maybe you know like they got families they got kids they got jobs so uh, I want to say I, I kind of would like to say it's more of a you could say an in, informational course so much that it is in, instructing with an instructor there. But I would encourage people to actually go out and actually practice the stuff. Unfortunately, you know, we just can't be there to to correct you when you're wrong. So it'll just be on you to to correct yourself. You know, be honest with yourself and recognize when you're when you're not doing a good job. <laughs>
0: So true. And honestly, like, in the future, if you continue to develop and grow, you can like have certain instructors planted throughout the country. You never know what it might be.
1: I thought about doing that if, uh, you know, doing the leather work and then at other times, maybe if I could get a a team of instructors together like Navy corpsmen and medics and, you know, communications guys and, and people in different specialties other than just infantry like myself. Uh, to actually, yeah, travel around and have like a mobile course, you know, go to people's land and and train their, their groups and, and, and stuff like that. I thought that'd be really cool.
0: Yes. Well, we'll be seeing that in the future potentially. We'll keep our I eyes so. peeled. Yeah. <laughs> so your slogan, I don't know if this is or is not your slogan, but you say it a lot and it says, Uh, stay self-reliant can you dive a little bit deeper into that I know it's obvious we've been talking about it the whole time but how did you come up with that
1: yeah you know I I say that at the end of every video I used to have to remind myself to say it uh, but then it just kind of got to where I just started saying it you know like without even thinking about it because I was thinking like okay what can I what can I say at the end of every video, you know, just have this little thing to end everything with that will, you know, encourage and, and kind of showcase what this channel is all about. Cause the channel is not about shooting. You know, it's not about camping. It's not about preparedness. It's not about, it's not about, you know, holy any of these things. It's about staying self-reliant in general in, in every way uh, financially, you know, uh, with your food and your water, with your physical fitness, uh, with, you know, knowledge and experience and training. And it's about all those things. You know, I, it's hard for me to kind of pinpoint one thing, what your channel is about, but I found that one thing and it's about stay self-reliant. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I love that. That is um, all the all-encompassing term for your channel. Yeah.
1: Very self-reliant. Cool. Yep yeah
0: sweet so i just have a few more questions for you um my first one is being and actually it's so funny that we just talked about self-reliance but do you do all of your own work
1: (laughs) Uh, as far as my leather work and and everything yeah i do uh i do everything yeah i'm purchasing i'm production i'm supervisor i'm ceo i'm the uh, website designer. I'm the. I, I do everything myself. Yes.
0: You're the manager. You're the subordinates.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm everybody. You're the driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people, people's offered to work with me and stuff, but the truth is, I just hadn't wanted to pay anybody to do it. Uh, because, <laughs> and so which is cool because I've actually learned a lot by just you know oh I don't know how to do this part of business stuff let me. Let me learn how to do it. So I, I get a lot yeah. more skills, you know, and, and knowledge by just doing everything myself. As I say I don't, I don't get flooded with orders, you know, like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like one of these big companies that's making tons and tons of sales. I really, all my leather work, I just make enough to get by right now. It, it, it's grown a lot over the years. Uh, I mean, I made like, I think 25,000, you know, last year. So it's not like a massive uh, you know, income, but it's, it's enough to get, you know, buy groceries, buy more leather, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's not so difficult to do everything myself.
0: Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Plus now that you know, everything yourself, uh, if you do choose to bring on someone else or like a team of people, you know how to teach them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah, actually you said that's not that much, but like for, a. Just a starting business or like a side income, that's pretty solid.
1: Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am sure a lot of your uh, listeners are, haven't seen my channel yet, but fortunately, I'm getting a lot of uh, sponsors and affiliate deals coming in through Modern Frontiersman. So that's a good thing. I want to, you know, because that's what I've wanted to do is get a lot of uh, sponsors and affiliates like that to promote, you know, gear that everybody can afford. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna promote stuff that that I wouldn't use or think that nobody can afford that. That's some like you know high end tactical gear that's you know kind of more for the military. But uh, a good si- you know, good uh, consequence of getting that is gaining income from those affiliate deals as well.
0: Heck yeah, and you get to guide your audience to like some good products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 what drives me mostly. Is not not the money, but saying like hey check this out you know this this magazine pouch is only 10 bucks compared to those you know hundred dollar ones you were looking at that you were (laughs) going to buy
0: or you can buy a fortner's frontier leather magazine pouch
1: (laughs) that's right so funny
0: all right so what is the wildest thing that you've ever done for youtube
1: the wildest thing i've ever done uh well, I definitely haven't got to the wildest things I'm gonna do on YouTube, but uh, the wildest thing, huh i mean, I don't feel like I've really done a whole bunch of wild things on YouTube like nothing crazy. <laughs> I have a high standard on wild,
0: <laughs> so true. I'm dead well, that's all right, um if you don't have an answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really, because I don't I don't know. I don't feel like anything I've done is, is really wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too funny. That's funny that you say that because I'm sure if someone like went on your channel, they might disagree, but that's all right. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, some people get on there and think I'm absolutely crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too funny. All right, so I was wondering if you had any advice that you wanted to leave us with today.
1: I'd stick with the same you know what I would say is I'd stick with the same goal as Fortner's Frontier Leather and Modern Frontiersman because uh that's the advice I would have is it's you know it's why I do the leather work as well to provide that gear for people who are living a self-reliant life and and then creating that content on Modern Frontiersman to encourage people to live a self-reliant life and that's what I would say is be as self-reliant as you as you can nobody can be a hundred percent self-reliant uh, despite what other youtubers want to say like we're, we're social creatures we need other people you know you need we need community uh we need a tribe we need a pack you know um uh you, you can't survive on your own and be a lone wolf lone wolf starve to death i've said that many times in youtube videos uh um uh, so yeah i would encourage people don't don't wear yourself out like don't stress yourself out thinking of all the bad things that can happen in the world but just be aware that bad things can and will happen so it only makes sense to me to be prepared for those things and and i feel the best way to be prepared for those things is to be as self-reliant as you can and stay self-reliant
0: stay self-reliant yes (laughs) Do you want to promote anything here while you have the chance
1: yeah i'd like to encourage people even if you don't buy anything go over to Fortner'sFrontierLeather.com frontier and, and check out the leather work that i do i have some of my youtube videos posted there from i have a section that's just you know like a little feature of modern frontiersman as well and um so go check it out there might be something there that you'd like and if there's not something there that you'd like I don't have a website up yet; it's still under construction. But I have also created a new uh, le- uh, leather luxury brand, uh, uh, which is called Jasmine, which is based uh, off of my daughter's first and middle name combination. But um, oh. she's very into she's very she's only six, but she's very fashionable. She you know, she's real. You know she loves fashion and she likes to. she wants me to make her purses all the time so oh. uh, I, I, I started this leather brand too which is you can find it on facebook jasmarie j-a-s-m-a-r-i-e uh uh but yeah i'm making purses and stuff there for that It kind of have like a a southern feel you know like a where like a little bit of more of a rural kind of uh vibe to them because i saw like a lot of a, a lot of leather uh luxury stuff like prada louis vuitton stuff it's more kind of you know urban sort of you know stuff that people around here ain't aren't really gonna use aren't really gonna wear because they would just look weird and out of place you know it's more city like so i wanted to make a luxury brand that's more you know a little more earthy more earth tones like maybe some fringe you know kind of native american looking something that mostly that you know rural or, or southern women would, would carry so it's a very southern a uh, rural uh, you know uh, geared brand but but anyway yeah you can check that out on Facebook and Fortners com. I also have modern frontiersman.com which is actually down right now because it's under construction but you can go there and that's where the course will be for when it's done. I already have it up but it's not available yet uh, that's where it'll be when i'm done with the videos it's, it's taken me like two years to record all the content because it's so much and i don't know when i'm going to be done with it but when it's when it is done it'll be at modern where you can learn all those rifleman skills and i also have a shop there where you can buy uh tactical gear and and, and outdoor clothing and stuff like that
0: holy moly
1: Yeah. I, like well
0: I am going to spend like an hour linking all that stuff but it will be linked
1: <laughs> yeah you want me to message all the links to you
0: <laughs> oh that would be fantastic
1: <laughs> I'll do that
0: so <laughs> <laughs> funny alright my final question for you Joshua is um, if anybody wants to contact you how would they do so
1: uh it depends if you want to if you want to contact me for leather work i have several different emails you know for each different deal is so i can keep it all separated and s- situated but if you want to message me about leather work you can use the contact form it's the easiest way on my website on fortners frontier Leather.com, which just goes to my email uh fortners frontier store at email.com but you don't got to remember that you can just go to fortners frontier Leather.com and use the the contact form uh if you want to contact me about you know modern frontiersmen about that kind of stuff um the the tactical stuff the preparedness the self reliance stuff you can contact me um, through the contact form on modern com or modern frontiersman channel at gmail.com
0: sweet holy moly you got it all figured out i respect that well <laughs> joshua thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much of your time today and I had such a blast I think this was a fantastic interview
1: awesome I, I'm glad you I'm really glad you uh you got me on here you seem pretty awesome yourself
0: you. Yeah, thank you uh well perhaps we'll have you here for a follow-up interview because we will be doing those in the future um cool but Uh, everybody, we'll see you next time. Joshua, thank you so much for coming. Bye. Bye. No, I never yelled. I just tweeted. They know what they're doing. Oh, you
2: said you never tweeted your whistle at people.
0: No. I did all. Oh, no, no. Bitches. At bitches.
2: Oh, you never did? At bitches?
0: No, I only did.
2: Bitches are bitches. People breaking the rules. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Copy. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Actually, the breakdown. We're not. This is not the intro. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to The Breakdown, where I am here, joined with my co-host, Logan Riley, a.k.a. the love of my life. Hey, hey. The blue-eyed, shaggy-haired, little cutie across from me, (laughs) and he's here to help me talk about the episode, and for your entertainment purposes, because the show, I mean, seriously, we're riding on the Logan Riley the coattails of Logan Riley out the here. The breakdown
2: tends to spiral. <laughs> <laughs> we try to talk about the show.
0: <laughs> I was giving you a compliment. Oh. oh.
2: <laughs> but this is an interesting one. Yeah, I am uh, totally. definitely looking forward to hearing what you have to say about what you were talking about in the game. I'm looking forward to going to school and hearing the breakdown
0: well any comments questions concerns what'd you think about the episode
2: i thought it was great i looked at josh's website and the guy's a craftsman you know and i have a huge appreciation for people who are artisans you know like Mm -hmm. that's it's a rare thing nowadays you know that it's kind of a you know in a world where robots and machines and make everything, and the people just kind to fix the machines, machines, you know? Like, that's all we do nowadays. Wait,
0: it's like, um, I hate to cut you off, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's What's like so? on uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I always think about this. When the screwing the cap screwing robot takes Charlie's dad's job, I, that yeah. comes to mind every time people talk about <laughs> this.
2: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Right, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's awesome to see somebody with real skills, and doing something that i'm like wow i would if you set me up with a piece of cow skin and some thread and we're like okay i need a holster for my weapon Mm -hmm. and it needs to fit just my weapon you'd be in trouble (laughs) you might get a pouch like a floppy kind of smelly not
0: even tanned at all
2: right yeah just like leather isn't a super easy thing to work with not that I know because I've never done it but I have to imagine it's not oh. a super easy thing to work with
0: my mom was telling me because my leather bag that you burned <laughs> I sent her a picture of it and I was like I can't find the same bag I love this bag like what do I do uh, and I was like oh I'll just sew it, it again on the stove oh. I shouldn't have put it on the stove but you shouldn't have turned the stove on while it was there. You're right. It was a dual effort, but also, you did burn it. <laughs> but yeah, I told her, like, oh, I'll just sew it, and she said, like, um, do you love. know what, like, do you know what you're even saying? And I looked it up, and you have to, like, puncture the holes into leather, and then right. hand sew it almost.
2: Yeah, like, you have to pre puncture It's not just a sewing you're machine not just, situation. Yeah, you're not just dumping your needle through the leather, like, you have to punch <laughs>
0: Dumping your needle (laughs) through the leather.
2: But you can't just... Yeah, you're not just, like, you know, poking it through cotton, you know? Like, I think they punch every individual hole with a punch, don't they?
0: Yeah. And do you follow Jono Gross? Wildman Jono? No. Oh, okay. He's doing hat making now, and he does hand punctured holes.
2: Jono, Tyler's old friend? Yeah. He's making hats, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And who... uh Laney, whatever her name is, country singer, or Yeah, Lainey Wilson wore her hat his hat at a concert like a week ago. No way. Yeah?
2: Shit. Yeah? Go, John. Good
0: job, Johnno. That
2: handlebar mustache and he wins contests
0: hats. for his mustache, and now he's making hats out of his trailer. What a hit Good job,
2: buddy. I love it.
0: He's killing it. He's loving what he's doing.
2: Yeah. I mean, last time I entrepreneur. I'm, last time I met him, he was but, like, the only time I met him, he was driving a Subaru. Subi. It was like a... And he a already had out. the mustache, and he was already winning competitions. So, it was... A, the gateway was open. Yeah. Now he lives in the trailer and makes No, he doesn't hats. live in Oh. He, he builds hats out of a trailer?
0: Yeah. He just has a hat trailer. He has a hat, hat trailer? making trailer, yeah.
2: That's dope. He doesn't live in it. But that's... I mean, that's a skill. I, do, I have seen some videos on, like, social media about hat making, and those people are talented i mean that's not easy especially custom yeah. hats to fit a melon like i have an awkwardly yeah. shaped head if like well, somebody he... could just like walk in a circle around me and be like oh yeah i got you
0: he has done a lot of informational stories about shaping and all that and i've learned a lot about hat making like I they appreciate use a lot of it.
2: steam Huh. right i don't know I think they use a lot of steam. I haven't
0: seen any steam in his informational stories on For Instagram, shaping. and that's all I know. That's all my...
2: all my For shaping? I think they steam it. All right, I don't super know. super heavy.
0: I don't know, maybe. But anyway, Jono, you are definitely not listening, but if you are, hey, buddy, what's up? Yo, yo. Shout out. Hope you're doing well. Check we out... We do talk every once in a while. Wild man Jono Gross. Yeah. He's cool. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I actually had a trivia question that didn't make it to the game because I act—I wanted to save it for you. Okay. Yeah.
2: You have a trivia question for me. I think I would have got two or three.
0: You think so? Yeah. Okay. This week. Which ones?
2: Well, I definitely got the three elements of fire.
0: Okay. Because I wouldn't have. I didn't get the banalier. Okay. That one was
2: hard. What were the other ones? blanket let me check yeah, yeah.
0: how many things how many leather pieces do people wear oh
2: that was a guess i don't know yeah that was a, yeah that was a, i would have said even, two. i can't even say i would have gotten it right because it was a leather. it was a guess i yeah. would have said three watch band you know or there's or hat, right? i would have said like watch, hat watch purse. band right so i would have said two shoes and wa- an accessory or two shoes and a belt i would have said three
0: yeah that's fair Okay, but um, the other one was
2: dude, percentage
0: of prepared Americans.
2: Oh, I no, you're right. I wouldn't have. I would have gotten one.
0: But guess what? Yeah,
2: that's the one we need to talk about.
0: No, that's not the one we need to talk about. But I do have something to talk about on that because well, I didn't one. do the math. Maybe you can whip out your cal- calculator. I don't know how to do math, so.
2: Oh well. <laughs> the good news is, is, iPhone does.
0: You do okay. Right. I Hit. plus phone does. <laughs> God, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Maybe is that what iPhone means? I plus phone, like I. I have no idea. And phone. Okay. All right. He just gave me the most annoyed look. <laughs> I don't get that from him a lot. I must really be annoying right now. <laughs> wow.
2: All right. What what math do we need to do?
0: Um, okay, so the glo the global defense, or wait, global biodefense, look it up, okay, did a study that estimates nine million Americans engaging in prepping. So, does that equal 29%? No,
2: okay. Okay, so It is an million.
0: estimate. It is an estimate,
2: but what you mean an estimate as in you just said 9 million, that's 29%.
0: No, the the Global BioDefense
2: estimated 9 million.
0: And they said that they estimated because sometimes people are secretive about it. And also, they are counting people who are mildly prepared. They're counting like mildly prepared and people, not just people, million. not people with like bunkers and like toilet paper and stuff, you know.
2: We're talking about nine million Americans is two point seven percent of the population.
0: <gasps> Whoa. Okay, wow. What was his, that? What what was he's his a, original? He, it
2: was less. He was less than five.
0: Okay. Well, good job, Joshua. Yeah, Sorry he's right. for.
2: He's right. He's like. He's like, that's complete nonsense, because I'm prepared, and there ain't nobody out here. And <laughs> guess what?
0: <laughs>
2: He's like, that's a statistic that somebody who's unprepared would come up with.
0: No, that's so funny, because, like, I feel like where we live is, like, probably statistically very unprepared. Oh, Very yeah. underprepared.
2: All, most metropolitan areas.
0: Yeah, that's fair. No, ev- everybody here relies on everything here. Right. If to a very... Right nauseating degree and i'm one of them (laughs) (laughs) i have fully subscribed to the urban lifestyle and i'm living it so sorry
2: (laughs) so here's an interesting stat 83 percent of the united states population lives in an urban area metro urban or suburban you know like that's metropolitan area yeah if you take the 17% that lives in rural areas, I bet that percentage is a lot higher. You know what I mean? Like if you say cut that that one piece Aww. of the pie that lives cuz it's really only like one slice of pizza out of the whole pizza that lives in rural areas nowadays. And if you took that piece of the, I bet there's a lot more pepperoni's on that slice than yeah. there are on the on the rest you're of the right, pizza, right. you know what I mean? Like I bet it's easier to find people who are prepared once you exit. You know, you get out away from the city a little bit. Mm. I mean, people are used to all of a sudden you're used to having to drive a half hour to get to a grocery store. You're prepared because it doesn't take mm-hmm. nearly as much to get cut off. Yeah. As it does if you're if you're Plus in the city un- we can rob walking. people
0: so easily. Right. Yeah. We can always just right. We don't even need to be prepared because like the It would just be so easy to just join the bad guys.
2: Like if you're a Fortnite player, it's like (laughs) (laughs) not that I am, but it'd be like dropping into one of the best areas (laughs) on the map, you know? Like it's it's a little wild at the beginning. And it would be wild if everything went south. In the urban. Speaking of which, when we were in Arizona,
0: wild. When COVID started when we lived in Arizona, we were urban there and COVID started and it was scary. We got scared and we dipped into... We lived in the woods for a month.
2: <laughs> or But how even long? then we Multiple were... Multiple months? No, it was a month. Yeah, a month. Yeah, we we went all the way back to Wisconsin and we went to, and moved so to my family's fast. cabin in the it's woods. It's unreal. We were... I
0: can't believe we right. pulled that off.
2: <laughs> right. And then... So we were there. That was our move. We were like, we're up there. If anybody needs to join us, yeah. come on up.
0: I like took a bunch of Bring cash a out. lot of cash
2: <laughs> Bring a lot of canned food, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
0: we were doing, like, our laundry in the sink and
2: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't even going into town to do laundry. Uh, I'm dead. And then, but well, anyway. and then the whole, like, <laughs> in January 2020, it all kind of went that way again. Or, like, remember, like, February, March, like, mm. like, Amy was texting me, QAnon was super big. Like, there were people that were concerned.
0: QAnon is still thriving.
2: But... You Q just haven't I, heard
0: from Amy about it, in a while.
2: right? Yeah, because I pretty much told her don't, don't talk to me
0: about that anymore.
2: But <laughs> yeah, for real. But you know, it was like, this is it. It's going down, and people were messaging us like, we're ready. Come here, and we're living in a van. We were like, listen, if anybody's ready.
0: No, if anybody's ready, we literally live in a vehicle. Right,
2: we lived, <laughs> we lived in a van. Yeah. Like Bye. we could be right a, a van what an that opportune was, time that to live was in a van. <laughs> reasonably self-sufficient yeah it wasn't completely off-grid but we could do extended periods of time oh
0: my gosh super self-sufficient yeah it speaking was speaking of I mean, which though a
2: lot more than we are right now like if yeah. our power oh, yeah. were to go out right now we <laughs> we, we wouldn't be doing so well yeah. Because it is hot today in Charleston, Holy. ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh, we
0: didn't even have AC for a while in the van, like a, like eight months or more probably. Well, it's,
2: we started during the winter. Yeah, right. Like we went all the way till- heat, which we had. Right, we didn't get AC till like May or something like that. Like we had been in the van yeah. six plus months. So true.
0: Speaking of-
2: Right, we yeah, all we used was heat, that's right.
0: Be, spe- but we had that. speaking, speaking of me. dang it <laughs> just kidding <laughs> okay oh, stop okay Blah. wait speaking Blah. of speaking of being self-reliant like you mentioned how we were like quote unquote in the van I wanted to ask you because it kind of got brought up with Joshua can you do you think you can be 100% self-reliant <sighs> Because I mean, think about into for, the wild for a
2: stretch of time. Yeah, but you're gonna lose it out there by yourself. Yeah. Like.
0: Because to start out, like you can't just out of start self-reliant. A hundred
2: people lose their gourds out there by themselves.
0: But no, even to start though, because where are you gonna buy the cows, and stuff? Right. You know. Right. Like, Like, so even to become self-reliant, you have to start
2: reliant. Correct. You could get to, you could get to a point of self-reliance and you can stay there for a while. Yeah. But you couldn't. I guess you you could be self-reliant
0: with a family Yeah. because you wouldn't lose your mind if you had like a family and people that you like.
2: Correct. I think that would be doable. You might still lose it as a collective.
0: Yeah. I did look up, oh my gosh, wait. Before I even say this, so when I was taking care of um, someone, like, in their home before, we used to watch, like, a lot of random stuff that he liked, and one of them was, like, Alaskan Bush people, I think, Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like those people, oh my gosh, wait, I'm not dissing, but I wondered, what are they going through? You know, when the cameras are off. What are they going through? Because they are alone. It's It was like two sisters or three sisters and a mom and a dad. And the girls were talking about, like, getting to the age of dating and stuff. They were teenagers. And I'm like... Dating how? Ain't nobody around. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah. Okay, but what, it, what, um, what I was saying before is I did try to look up, like, can you be self-reliant? And a lot of it is... Uh, mainly surrounded by mental health a lot of the stuff i found so you do have a good point
2: right and i mean physically i think well it it would help to be part of a small community even if it's just loosely connected you know even if you're just trading firewood for help with the farming you know, like, mm-hmm. even if you have a, someone to trade some of the good... A small community. Right. Like, if even if you just have a neighbor or two, it...
0: Vegetable gardener. It
2: improves... Cattle
0: rancher. Quality of
2: living so much.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, just to have a neighbor down there, like, even if it's just... You have two neighbors within a mile, you know? It improves quality <laughs> of life, I think, by yeah, a ton. definitely. Not that, I mean, I'm... Speaking kind of out of my ass here, but take well, take it for what it's worth.
0: We're just kind of talking like right. we do, but this is s- speculation.
2: Right, and it. I mean, you know, I I think about it sometimes about you know moving way out there and making it work on our own. And I think it it's totally doable. Like you know the book I read from. Okay, so I read this great book,
0: letters from Side Lake.
2: Letters from Side Lake.
0: Uh, how did I just know? <laughs> Give
2: me some. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, It's an awesome book about a guy who moves from the Twin Cities to very rural northern Minnesota. And he lives in a small, disjointed rural community. You know, it's, like, totally unincorporated. There might be 40 people within 10 miles, you know, 40, 50 people, but it's a community. And he's, like, part one of the volunteer fire – you know, they have a little fire team – You know, they have phones, they don't call each other very often, but they're there to help take trees down when they need to, or, you know, they're there to help each other out. The VFD. Right. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's easy to do in that scenario. And that is, that's not, not self-reliance. Just to to be part of a community doesn't mean you're not self-reliant. You know what I mean? yeah I think what I do, Josh and similar people, their message is more about if the grocery store closes tomorrow for good, what are you gonna do?
0: Oh, my gosh, that's a perfect transition into my next topic. Well, <laughs> so before grocery stores, okay, this okay, I told Josh that I would say, like, the history of prepping. And before grocery stores, people did what we would now call prepping, right? So they would can their own vegetables that they, like, grew, and they would hunt, and they would preserve the meat in certain ways, and, like, you know... And farm. Yeah, right. And that's just how you survive. But people got out of that, like, as a human race of... Our country. I can't speak on other people's countries because I don't know developed the nations the history of everybody. But you know, for our folk over here, um, like people just grew out of it because grocery stores were springing up, and it was just so easy to get your canned goods and your bread loaves and everything. And it was just like a techn- technical ne- technological convenience during the Cold War people realized that this is not a necessarily good idea. Not everybody realized that, but this is when people started to realize. And that's when people started to become, like, quote-unquote, prepared. But it was, like, you know, kind of a low-key thing. The people who were were keeping it secret, and it wasn't necessarily, like, as mainstream as it is now. And like you said, what, two something percent it's not even named 2.7 it's not even mainstream but it became like the most like, technically mainstream in the year 2001 which is when the term prepper was coined the year 2000 had zero google searches with the term prepper like when it comes to like this topic right zero and two thousand one was when it first started to take off. So.
2: Like in. Yeah. September two
0: thousand one or. I. October. I mean, dis- disaster is like the root of. Everything. It'll, all of this. So it'll yeah, change. maybe yeah. It'll change
2: your. It'll it'll yeah. open the eyes. Maybe. On what could be.
0: Although Webster's Dictionary, I will say, says that like. I think it was like 1908 was the first time that Prepper was used, but there's literally no proof of that at all. So Google is quite honestly, like if no one's Googling Prepper in the year 2000, but they are in 2001, we're just going to go ahead and say it got coined in 2001. You feel me? Sure. Um, Not that it's documented anywhere anyway. I'm just kind of speaking.
2: I mean, I but, think our yeah, level that's, of pre-
0: like, a basic history. I think our level
2: of preparedness has definitely gone down as we move towards urban centers, you know, mm-hmm. as a population. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with the fact that we don't tractors need to drive be themselves. As well. Right, tractors drive themselves. Cows just walk into a stall and get milked, not by, a, not by a human, really, at all.
0: Yeah, well, unless you have your own cow.
2: Right, but you know like <laughs> there's there's commercial agriculture going yeah. on yeah and dairy farms right and like farms right the fact is that a lot less people can feed a lot more people nowadays and it's not really for the benefit you know it's arguable whether it's for the benefit of all people you know that
0: it's not even it's for art. the benefit of the people who feed us, honestly. That's a whole different well, argument yeah. though. Like, I, mean, I mean, but I'm <laughs> talking about for the benefit
2: of like all the people. Is it better like is it better? Is
0: it yeah. I mean
2: It's hard to say that it's not there's just so many viewpoints on it. There are so many perspectives, you well, know. Well, I
0: think that the the st- like standard of
2: living is higher than it's ever been
0: No. What I'm trying to say is it's not that it's easier and more efficient and stuff. It's that an immediate cutoff could happen. Right. And then if you're reliant on, like, this egg farmer and that dairy farmer and this baker and, like, these are just basics, And then we can go into, like, the electric company and stuff. You know what happened in Texas last year? Right. I think that's the the biggest, like, what, you're working for a company, it goes under all of a sudden. Like, I think that's the basis of where they're coming from. It's not that it's not efficient. It's super efficient to have right. one person do this and this other person does that. But I think it's the fact that everything can get, you can get cut off from everything in an instant.
2: There are more eggs and fewer baskets. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And that just really exposes the weak points, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there are weak points where one thing yeah. gets cut off and it means a lot for a lot of things more than it ever did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that got vague real quick. But, all right. Well, I mean, but, like,
2: there are, you know, more I'm eggs fair. in one basket. You lose one basket and you lose a lot of eggs. Yeah. So you know? true.
0: Yeah. So true. Like, if Tyson Farms just burnt to the ground, you know how, our, how the grocery stores would skyrocket in price? Immediately the next day, yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Or, like, you know, another big farming industry. Tyson is, the, in my opinion, like, the biggest, not in my opinion, in my, like, right. little brain. One
2: hydroelectric dam goes out right. on the Colorado River, and it could potentially throw the country into a spiral.
0: Yeah? <laughs> We're both, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's... we should pick up some extra canned goods. I'm dead. We,
0: <laughs> we have a garden.
2: <laughs> we have two tomato plants and two pepper plants. <laughs> and a basil plant. And a watermelon uh, patch. That's struggling.
0: No, it's not. Okay,
2: sorry. I didn't mean it personally. I it's didn't want not to take struggling.
0: It it's was planted late. We're going to get some late watermelons. But it's fine.
2: (laughs) Some November watermelons.
0: Oh, so when I eat the watermelon and you don't, since you're a hater.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not hater. I'm just. We're getting off track here. So off track. Much more about how long would that food really get us through? Yeah. Like, probably six hours.
0: Yeah. And we both eat a lot, so. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
2: You know, this is a good kind of guest, you know? It's made us think a lot.
0: Yeah, that's... Okay. I was just talking to John. Okay, John from Fishful Thinking Fishing, he was a guest. We were just fishing with him today. And I was just telling him, like, I try to get all types of guests on, even if it's something I'm not interested in, or, like, I'm not saying I'm not interested in your stuff, Joshua. That's not what I'm saying. But you know what I mean, right? It's, I just... I don't... Try to go with, like, my own interests or, like, what I do or what I believe. Try to go with everybody and, you know, get a whole array of things going. And I think it's been super beneficial so far. The people surprised me. Like, that was a really good interview. Yeah. Not that I thought it was going to be a bad one. I genuinely don't reach out to people who I think are going to give me a bad interview. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but <Unless> sometimes <laughs> when, when you laugh at something, I'm like, why, why, well, what was funny about that? What do you mean? I don't know. There were a couple times in the interview where he says something and you were laughing and I was like, what was funny? I missed something.
0: Oh, well, maybe you just missed something then. I'll, Shoot, that's, that's not
2: my bad. It's not.
0: It's, Shoot, it's he took a nap while he was listening. I mean, how I
2: whether or not he tans his own leather.
0: Uh, which I cut out, so you just exposed yourself. Yeah, that's okay.
2: <laughs> I needed exposing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so last time we got on the pod, I did tell everybody that I got my lucky lure from Tractor Supply, which... That was a whole thing. We talked about Tractor Supply so much, but I didn't even get it from Tractor Supply. So I had to correct it, because if anybody went out to go get it, it's from Ace Hardware. Um. The one in Wisconsin Rapids. I don't know about every Ace Hardware, but it's definitely there. And I've got it multiple times there. They restock.
2: The old beetle spin.
0: Yeah also last time when we were in here we talked about what i was going to be doing while you were gone
2: and it looks fantastic in here well
0: be honest (laughs)
2: it's going to look fantastic in here
0: i have put a ton of work into it oh yeah and actually i have filmed a lot of footage so if you subscribe to me on youtube You'll be able to see that up close and personal, a little too personal, like we do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope you did a good how-to on these sound absorbers.
0: I did not, but I can link
2: the how-to. Yeah, you probably watched a how-to video.
0: Yeah, I just follow someone else's how-to. Yeah, I don't need to make a how-to of someone else's how-to.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But what do you got? One in progress and one or two more to make.
0: Two more and zero in progress.
2: Oh, this one's done.
0: Yeah. Well, they all need to be finished with the cover They all still need a cover on blocks. Yeah. But people, so this is what I've done so far. I cleaned the whole place out, which things have come back in, but only really things that are going to be in here. I cleaned the whole place out. I put a rug down. It's like a light blue, very cute. We have a little table. I've been looking online for chairs. I want a couple chairs for us to sit in. Preferably not like... Okay, this one is so loud. I know I sometimes interview people in it and I hate when I do it because it's an accident and it's so loud. But a couple chairs that don't make any noise. That's why I'm sitting on the ground. (laughs) We've got sound absorbers made. A ton of them are made. They're just kind of all around... And I've painted a few things. We got some plants. You know, it's not a lot. But it's definitely more inviting than what we had going these before. these sound
2: absorbers, kick the, they kick the shit out of what I was thinking is we'd just save all of our egg cartons and put them up on the wall. This is why. Yeah, better than that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. They're going to look cute. It's going to be so cute in here. So cute. But yeah, that's like pretty much everything.
2: Yeah. Well, what do you say? Let's get out of here. Okay. Brooke's making Power Bowls for dinner, which is her specialty recipe.
0: Power Bowl. Mainly it is her the...
2: top recipe. No, is so it's
0: far. not. The key to making one is just use every vegetable you have, cut it up, make it, and put it all into a bowl. And put some sauce on it, maybe some cheese, make it like you a little You know there's going to be
2: rice and beans involved.
0: Yeah. You know that we got that rice. We got those beans. All right, but I have to start making it because it's getting kind of late, so. Bye. Bye.